You're listening to the Bottom Line podcast where those living with or beyond bowel cancer, as well as health professionals involved in bowel cancer treatment and care, share their inspirational stories and lived experiences with host and bowel cancer survivor, Stephanie. Have you overindulged through the festive and holiday season? Are you feeling a little blah? Well, on this episode of the Bottom Line podcast, the first for 2024, we are speaking with bowel care nutritionist and bowel cancer survivor, Teresa Mitchell-Patterson. Teresa is no stranger to the podcast and she's going to give us some strategies and tips on how to recalibrate and get back on track for a healthy start to the new year. Teresa, thanks so much for joining us again on the Bottom Line Podcast. Really great to be here. Christmas and New Year is a time for celebrating with your family and friends, obviously. And if you're anything like me, you've overindulged in rich foods, chocolate, and perhaps had one champagne too many, which is okay, isn't it? We need to occasionally let our hair down, don't we, Teresa? I'm all for the occasional break, but I'm just going to say that it it is okay. So a lot of people beat themselves up, don't they, for the occasional break. But, you know, the occasional deviations from the diet actually offer you some psychological relief and they reduce all those feelings of being deprived. And in a way, they promote long-term adherence. So I don't mind the odd cheat day. I know it gets a little bit out of hand over the Christmas period and the cheat day becomes the cheat week, which is not really where we want to go. But let's just strike a bit of a balance now that we're moving into the new year and get back on track with our healthy eating. Which is a great segue. Sometimes it's really hard to get back to a healthy routine after we have wandered, probably for longer than just a day here and there. What's your tips around that? I think the best thing to do is just acknowledge that it was a mishap and, you know, and just look at it in a positive way because remind yourself that you're generally really healthy and, and it's okay to have this short period of time where you've overindulged, but the most important thing is getting back on track. And, you know, January, it's a great time to reassess and get back into that healthy lifestyle. You've got a little bit of time, you know, hopefully you're on holiday, you can go out and you can start shopping for that healthy lifestyle again. So just, you know, take that time to reset and establish your new healthy eating routine. And also I find summer easier in a lot of ways than winter because I don't need that comfort food as much. There's some beautiful fresh fruits and salads and and vegetables on offer. Do you think that makes a difference? It does for me. I find that um, in winter, I'm just not inclined to eat a salad because it's cold. And, you know, looking at the vegetables that are on offer in winter, all those comfort foods, I mean, they are just a little bit heavier on the carbohydrate. They're perhaps you know, you're tempted to put a little bit of cream in there for a bit of comfort. But, um, you know, the salads that you can make in summer, you can put things like nuts and seeds and avocado because they're all in season um, and tomatoes, etc. So, yeah, summer's so much easier, I think. And you've got some wonderful recipes on our website too for people to go to because sometimes, you know, I just go to the old Greek salad because it's easy, but there's some really tasty salads and opportunities to really explore, isn't there, with your food? 
There is. And once upon a time, and I think we're looking at about probably 20 years ago, it was a bit of a thing, put fruit in your salad. Mm. I did this the other day. I put some raspberries into my salad and it gave such a lovely little zing to the salad. You know, there's lots of different ways. And I also had a salad the other day that had some coconut, some lime, a little bit of yogurt as the base. And I thought that was really interesting as well. It's making my mouth water. It's not that long from lunchtime. So, (laughs) me too. (laughs) You know, there's lots of different things that you can do. And we definitely have those recipes on the website. So, you know, whether you're looking at a low fiber diet or a higher fiber diet, or you're in that in between moderate sort of fiber diet, have a look at the website because there's lots of exciting things to do and make there. So, But I, you know, I've got a few strategies that I use to to sort of get myself back on track. Because you want to set yourself up for success, don't you? You do. And you have to. And you have to plan that. So, you know, just make some realistic goals. You don't have to go crazy. But, you know, you can't eat it if you don't buy it. So (laughs) do you know what I mean? Which is why sometimes you do, it's a go-to because there's something that's packaged there. It's easy. I know I do it. We all can be at fault of of doing that. And you go to that because it's a go-to and it's easy. Absolutely. But if you're prepared and have it in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, stock up on a healthy variety of fruit and vegetables and some lean protein and, you know, that well-stocked kitchen, it makes it so much easier to have those nutritious choices. And I also find that if I plan a weekly meal plan, then I'm more likely to stick to it and there's less waste as well. But, you know, over Christmas, we do tend to, our our portion size tends to increase. (laughs) Well, you usually have a great big buffet, don't you? There's, you know, we're eating uh, leftovers for weeks. (laughs) Absolutely. And we might go back for second and third. So get back to that portion control, you know, make the plate size a little bit smaller, you know, introducing those gradual changes because when we're used to a large volume of food, our stomach actually has these little things called baroreceptors and these baroreceptors say, hey, hang on a minute, you've been filling us to this volume and now you're not. And we don't like it. So can you please, you know, make us a little bit fuller for longer? So, you know, that's a bit of a challenge. But once you've done it for a couple of days, that your stomach gets used to it again. So, how, yes, that was my question to you. How long then before it recalibrates back? Yeah, a couple of days. I would say three days, three to four days, your stomach starts to accept that it's not going to get that sort of volume. And the other thing is tell the family, say to the family, listen, you know, we did overindulge and now we're just going back to our healthy patterns. So if everybody's in on it, then you're going to stay on track. And when you do stay on track, buy yourself something. I I sometimes might buy myself a a trash mag because I'm not really a trash mag person. But sometimes I like to know what Beyonce is getting up to, you know, so I might, um, you know, just buy myself a little something like that, that 
to acknowledge and celebrate that I've actually got back on track again. So it's about making those sustainable lifestyle changes and choices, really. Yes, and and motivators too, isn't it? And motivators, Mm. yeah. So rich foods, and we've we've talked about this, but rich foods really play havoc with our bowel and particularly bowel cancer patients. And I know my bowel has changed a little bit over this festive season because I've had some rich foods. What's your advice to counter this rich diet? Well, you know, I think the most important thing is the eating out thing because, you know, when you go and eat out, even if you order fish and salad, it's usually drowned in the most delicious olive oil or butter or something like that. I'm not saying that they're not you know, they're bad for you. But I'm saying, look, select the things on the menu that you know don't contain a great deal of fat and ask for the dressing on the side. And, you know, rather than having chips, then have bread because bread doesn't have the fat on it, you know, and don't go for the garlic bread. Just go for the plain (laughs) bread and have, you know, the separate bit. So it's about making those sorts of healthy choices. And when you're at home, Um, It's easy enough for you to buy things like the low-fat dairy or low-fat versions of whatever it is that you really like, like yogurt, et cetera, and measure your oil. So don't do the Jamie Oliver splash. Or the Stephanie splash. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Stephanie splash. So I generally say to people, measure out 30 mils, and that's it for the day. Measure it out. You can cook with it. That's fine. It's not a problem. But no more than that. And that's combined fats. So, yeah, that's the low fat thing is really what we need to be looking at. And and also the on the plate, looking at the visualizing on a plate, what's going to be protein, what's going to be carbohydrates and what's going to be the vegetables and make those vegetables half of the plate because they really have no calories in them. They've got lots of plant nutrients, yummy, goody things for us, which help to reduce our risk, of course. But on top of that, they taste great and they don't have as many kilojoules. And therefore, we're sort of filling up on on good stuff as opposed to calorific and fatty things. And look out for those extra sugars because they're very sneaky and they're very surprising and they do occur in lots of things. Read the label. If sugar is or honey even or maple syrup is the first ingredient on the ingredient listing, then you know that that's going to be the highest content of that product. So avoid those. Make your own. Lots of different ways of making dressings. And as I mentioned before, one of my favorite ways is actually making dressings on yogurt or something like um, an orange juice or a lemon juice, making that two thirds of the dressing and a third of the dressing with the actual oil itself. And um, I'm a bit of a sriracha fan or, you know, a little tiny bit of chili or ginger Mm. because that tends to make you know, spices it up a little bit. Not too much, of course, but um, enough to give it a bit of a zing. One other thing that I would say, you know, think about how you cook, baking, grilling. You don't really need much fat. You can buy those lovely spray olive oils or you can make your own spray olive oil. 
And that helps to stop things sticking to the pan. Lots of people are doing sous vide at the moment, which is that sort of long poaching process. Excellent way because there's no added fat and you can put all the spices in there. And, um, of course, the air fryer, which is the new go-to. So, you know, there's lots of ways, lots of things that you can put in the air fryer to make tasty, crunchy vegetables and tasty, crunchy sweet potato chips. And also meat, of course, because it drains it really well. And poaching. And poaching. Suppose, which is kind of like a sous vide, yes, isn't it? Yes, it but is. It's not as, yeah. yeah. We do a lot of poached chicken. For stoma patients, is there any deviation, any advice for those with a stoma? Yeah, so fat doesn't necessarily hurt a stoma, but what we find is it increases the output. So, again, that's the same sort of principle that it is for the rest of us, just cut down on those high-fat sources of foods, always check the label. We want approximately under 10 grams of fat per meal. So if you're buying a pre-prepared meal, then have a look at its fat content and also be mindful of the serving sizes. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it might surprise people to know that a serving size of a chicken nugget is one chicken nugget, (laughs) not six. (laughs) So I always thought that was hilarious, but it's it's actually true. So you know, marketing the way you market it, isn't it? The way you market it, absolutely. And look, there are lots of healthy options for low fat drinks. You know, that most of the drinks, the milk drinks you can buy in low fat versions these days. So and, and check out our recipes. And also, I just wanted to mention people going through chemotherapy. Don't be hard on yourself. You may feel more inclined to eat a bit more sugar and plain carbohydrates, particularly around the time of the infusion, because we all know from the animal models that the, the steroids that are given with the IV drip, they actually make you want to eat carbohydrate and they increase those cravings and they reduce our insulin sensitivity. So it's not your fault, you know, and it's, it's only for three to four days. And then once that's over, you just get back on track. I found a banana when I was going through chemo was always handy. I'd get the munchies at about 3 a.m. in the morning when I'd wake up and I'd be really starving. So I'd have half a banana. What a great choice. It really helped actually because it made me feel fuller but also the sugar in it helped. And I didn't feel like I was eating processed food. Excellent. Great idea. And, um, you know, you can slow down the impact of all that um, glucose going into the system by putting a little bit of butter on your bread or a little spray of olive oil um, or dipping olive oil, uh, dipping your bread in olive oil because that actually does help. So we've touched on sugar. I hand up, um, you know, once I, I get back into sugar, when I stop it completely, I feel so much better. But during a period like Christmas or a celebratory time, sugar creeps back in and then I find I'm wanting more and more because it is addictive. Any tips and tricks around sugar? I know cinnamon, does that help? Cinnamon helps. Also things like fruit yogurt gives you that sort of sweetness. I like to have just a plain Greek yogurt and I get one medjool date and I chop it into the tiniest little pieces and I mix it through the yogurt 
and I leave it for about 30 minutes and it just permeates everything. Mm. So, you know, you can do little tricks like that, but I'm sorry, Steph, you have to rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> I know. So, you know, in those first three days, so we've got sugar sensitivity on our tongue. And those taste buds can change over a three-day period. So if you stick to it for three days, you'll start to notice that you're no longer craving it. And after about a week, you're back to where you were before you were eating all of those um, sugary foods. So fruit, because there's plenty of lovely fruit around at the moment, you know, two to three pieces, chop it up, put it in everything to make sure that you get the sweetness, but that your threshold for sugar is actually reducing. It will eventually diminish. So, Teresa, we've briefly touched on recipe tips, but have you got any for the new year that would help people get back on track? Yes. So, particularly for people who are in a rush, and I'm always in a rush, and you'll probably find that my recipes are generally on the easy side. You know, if it takes more than 10 minutes to prepare, I don't want to know. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I think one of the most important things to get you over that sugar craving as well is to increase protein. So, spread that out across the day. Have a look at how much protein you're actually having across the day, you know, eggs and, and uh, low-fat cheese and fish, etc. But my favourite is 100% an omelette because it's so it's versatile. Scrambled egg or omelette. I normally go for one egg and two whites if I'm hungry or one egg and one white. But there's all sorts of things you can do with that. So you can be adventurous. Uh, one of my favourites is crab meat and avocado. Oh, yum. Uh, delicious. Um, you can put prawns in, you can use Swiss cheese, you can put halloumi, you can put your cold roasted vegetables from leftovers, you can put tofu, you can put all the different fresh herbs. And I found this lovely seasoning called Everything Eggs. So, you know, when I'm when I'm bored and I know that I'm hungry, I, that's my go-to. So, yeah, eggs. And how many eggs can you have? There's lots of commentary around that. There you is. Know, you shouldn't have more than three eggs a week for cholesterol, et cetera. What's your advice around eggs? Because I love eggs. Yes, well, I would have two eggs a day. Uh, my cholesterol is not particularly high, so that's good, but it's very much based on genetics. Some people can easily have two eggs a day and their cholesterol won't go anywhere. If you've got a family history of cardiovascular disease, by all means, limit eggs or check in with your GP and just keep an eye on your cholesterol. There, there's no hard and fast rule around that. So I would say one egg a day is perfectly okay. Check your cholesterol levels. And if you can go beyond that, of course, you can do the whites. If you have a lapse, um, and we've talked about that, how do you overcome the easy route of just tossing it in and going, oh, well, that's it, that's my lot, and going back to bad habits? Mm, I think you just have to say to yourself that uh, the situation that you were in over this Christmas and, and New Year is only a very small part of the year. 
And you need to get yourself back on track. So you need to motivate yourself to get back on track. And one of the best things to do that is get out and do some exercise apart from the meal planning. But you've got to set yourself some clear goals. So get on those scales and see what the problem is. Did you actually gain weight? You know, there's some research to say that the two kilos that we put on over Christmas actually never comes off if we don't. Right. So we, yeah, we need to be accountable. We need to say, okay, that's that. Let's get a new start. Let's get back onto where we want to be. Start small. You know, you may just want to gradually increase a little bit of exercise or replace some of your high fat meals with low fat meals and when it comes to exercise find something that you like I mean you don't have to slog it out at the gym and if you really hate going to those die hard type exercise things don't do it there's lots of things what can you do you can go rollerblading you can go line dancing you can take up Zumba classes you know there's lots of things if you're really engaged in your exercise you're more likely to do it and create that re- routine and get a buddy because it's harder to say no to a buddy, I think. It's interesting you say that. We're about to launch, actually we've launched it in January, a meaningful movement and it's um, open to all Facebook users of the movement or members of the movement and it's exactly that. It's a monthly campaign aimed at bowel cancer or cancer patients and it's accountability. So it's coming back in. And Anthony Ellison, one of our patients, has set this up for us. I'm really excited. I've started it and very excited by that. Yeah, what a great idea. That's really fantastic. And, you know, having support of other people that are in a similar situation to you really makes it a challenge, but also achievable. And also they are like-minded. So you might be, you know, he's designed some for if you're in the chair, in the chemo chair, and you can't do a great deal of exercise. So it's beginners right through to advanced, but it's that accountability and talking to like-minded people who are in similar situations. Excellent. Very exciting. We're very grateful for that. Finally, Teresa, you know this because we've spoken a few times on the podcast. What are the three key points you want people to take from today's Bottom Line podcast? I would say this is just a blip. Christmas, New Year, it's a blip. It's not your whole life. It's easy to get back on track. Put those key exercise routines and and meal plannings back into your life. And don't be hard on yourself. You didn't fail. You enjoyed yourself. Everybody else enjoyed themselves and you're going to get back on track. And it's now because it's summer. So now is the time to get healthy and enjoy your body again. Summer's here. Let's enjoy it and let's... um, you know, make the most of our time and the most of our health. Fabulous. Great advice. I think that not being hard on yourself is a really key component. As always, Teresa, you offer such great advice, but it's always in an achievable way. There are things that you can adapt into your lifestyle. A reminder that if you do need some one-on-one support around your diet as a bowel cancer patient, you can reach out to Teresa and our other bowel cancer nutritionists. You can go to bowelcanceraustralia.org for all the support. Thank you so much again, Teresa, and happy 2024. Woohoo! Let's get to it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.